The Above 180 podcast is sponsored by Health IQ, an insurance company that helps health conscious people like runners, cyclists, weightlifters, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash above 180 to support the show and see if you qualify. High Five Gear is a proud sponsor of Above180.com. H5G has thousands of designs to choose from and no hidden artwork fees. How awesome is that? Show your individuality and have your jersey tell your story. Online, you can order at www.high5gear.com today. Don't let fashion pass you by. Add H5G into your wardrobe and show off your individuality. Use code ABOVE180 at checkout for $20 off any H5G style. Thank you to all of our supporters and our fans. We appreciate it. Hey, bowlers. Bowling this month is back. Bowling this month is bowling's trusted technical resource that's relied upon by thousands of serious bowlers, pro shop operators, and professional coaches. From independent ball reviews to great instructional articles on all facets of our sport, you'll find it all at bowlingthismonth.com. For less than the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can have online access to Bowling This Month's premium technical bowling content that will help you improve your game. Bowling This Month is so confident you'll be satisfied, they're offering a 14-day money-back guarantee to all subscribers. Check out BowlingThisMonth.com and sign up today. Tim Berg is ready to hit the lanes, approaching the issues that you, the bowler, want to know. From the latest equipment reviews, coaching, to drilling layouts, and the stars of the PBA. Now, here's your host, Tim Berg. Joining myself and Coach K. Steve Klemkin today is Robert Smith. Robert bowled collegiately at San Diego State University. Robert has seven PBA titles, including one major, the U.S. Open. Robert, it's Tim Berg and Coach K. Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Tim, thank you for having me. All right, well, let's begin. You were a first-team collegiate All-American at San Diego State University back in the 90s. Let's talk about from, from that team, what are some of your fond memories of bowling in college, and what are some of the things you took away from uh, from bowling at San Diego State? Oh, gosh, <laughs> 93. Um, got, you know, that was, that was San Diego State. That was my freshman year. Uh, it was myself, Joel Reyes, uh, Sanford Carvajal, who I believe was all American back to back years. Um, uh, John Giso and Lance Pica. Uh, that was our five and we were just basically thrown together out of juniors bowling, uh, JTs down here. And, uh, gosh, yeah, that, I, <laughs> that I'd probably say the most fun stuff was usually the road trips up to and from places because we were, you know, we're all, 19, 20 years old, and we were just stupid, just dumb. And, you know, looking back on it, we were probably a little reckless from time to time, but I, I would just say more or less, not really the bowling part, but just the trips and hanging out with them. Yeah, it's definitely hard. To, I mean, you, you talk about uh, going back a few years in and, and college times. I mean, there's uh, there's definitely a lot of good memories that, that happened off the lanes, as many as, as there were that were on the lanes. And, uh, and we actually bowled. You know, against each other a couple of times in college. I was at Wichita State, and you were at San Diego State, Robert. And uh, I know back then, I mean, you still had uh, definitely a different time. You had high rollers. We had uh, 200 grand for first place. You could still compete as an amateur. And, uh, yeah, there were some good times in bowling back then, that's for sure. Yeah, that is for sure. I mean, it was uh, it was quite a whirlwind. You know, you got the collegiates, you know, and get it bowling against you guys. And it was an honor to bowl against you guys at Wichita State because, you know, it was a different level of uh, – 
of a school for bowling than the rest of us were at that time, especially. Um, but, you know, it was fun to compete, fun to know that, you know, yeah, I was good enough to hang out and, you know, bowl and compete with the college players. And then, of course, you know, like you said, with the Mega Bucks, I mean, that was just bonus. So it was a, that was a good time to be bowling. There was a lot to bowl, and, and you could definitely make a little side change. Yeah, Robert, what do you think nowadays with the way college bowling has really just blown up even more? We just had the Hoosier, where we had all these teams back in Indianapolis bowling. But talk about college bowling and now, you know, looking, looking back, that's, gosh, 25 years ago, how much it's changed and how it's just continued to grow and grow and grow. And in the, in the sport that we continue to hear is just, you know, not going so well, but yet college bowling is thriving. I, you know, I think... I think the kids understand the bowling part a little bit better because, you know, it's a lot of physics orientation, stuff like that. And, you know, it, it almost seems like it's the ones that are smart, especially with physics and math, they, they really got a good grasp of this game, especially the kids. And, you know, uh, with as many colleges offering scholarships and, you know, being part of teams, I mean, it's just there's a lot of availability and it's good to see the kids are really jumping on to try to get into it. On the West Coast here, I wish you know I wish we had more colleges that actually offer bowling. I mean, but I believe only ones that do it now are San Jose, Fresno, and um, oh, good lord, Arizona State. I don't even know if there's any other colleges that actually have bowling teams out here on the West Coast. But the Midwest and East Coast, I heard, is just going crazy. Yeah, it's definitely gone crazy in the Midwest. There's no doubt, and we got sectionals and collegiate nationals is coming up, and there'll be some there'll be some big tournaments coming down. Um, now, as far as uh, you know, it's kind of segue a little bit from college bowling into the Mega Bucks, and you did that for several years. But you know, what's funny too is I had actually just saw on Facebook one of the videos that came back through was your 2000 U.S. Open title just came across today oh, yeah. when you bowled and, and beat one of the legends in Norm Duke. What, what do you think about when you think about some of those victories like that? You won multiple times on tour, but, you know, winning the U.S. Open, for example. Well, I mean, it's almost disgusting, but, I mean, I can almost remember shot for shot almost every title I won, title match. So, you know, with like especially with that U.S. Open, I mean, that, that there, I mean, in and of itself, is probably the worst, best, worst match I've ever seen in my life between me and Norm. Norm's two big fours. I'm up 32 pins after five. I'm thinking this is all mine. As you know, he's got a four-bagger. I flag a 10-pin. It's like, okay, what the heck's going on here? Very exciting. (laughs) I mean, you want to talk about just a yo-yo. And I'll tell you what, the 10th frame there that they showed on Facebook uh, yesterday and brought back, I was pissed, disgusted, upset and and almost to the fact that I was so mad I didn't even care and I threw the three best shots I've ever thrown in my life on that 10th frame but mm-hmm. I mean just the, the emotional state from you know where it started and where it got to I mean it, I, it, what a yo-yo what a yo-yo have to remind folks, if you're looking for life insurance, let's talk about HealthIQ.com. Now, these guys are a life insurance agency. So what they're going to do is they're going to help you. If you're an active person, you're looking for that life insurance, you can check them out. Go to HealthIQ.com forward slash above 180. Now, they're going to help. They're going to shop you around. So they're going to help get you a free quote on life insurance. So you're an active person. Guess what? You're going to save 
over 50% on your life insurance. That's what most customers from Health IQ save. So you're going to save some money on your life insurance. You're going to, all, all because you're physically fit, you're physically active, you go to the gym, you work out, you do things, and we're going to be able to get you a great discount. Check out healthiq.com forward slash above 180. They're going to be able to go there. They're going to give you a call. Hey, I just went through this. All they did, I put in my information. They called me back, answered some simple questions, did another simple interview on the phone. Boom, I have life insurance. It's in place. I actually went in place a few days ago. So there I go. Now I have life insurance. My family's protected. That website again, healthiq.com forward slash above 180. Also, I have to remind folks, check out bowlingthismonth.com. Bowling's best and most complete technical resource. Again, bowlingthismonth.com. Seeing lots of great articles, have the ball reviews, some of the new equipment from Storm and Hammer, Roto Grip, seeing it all out there, DVA, check all that out. Also, on the right hand side, there's a great ad for Rick Ramsey, does a great job running the BTM tournament that runs in conjunction with the USBC Open Championships in Syracuse. So, check out all the information on that. Seeing lots of great articles here, uh, all sorts of good stuff. Again, check out bowlingthismonth.com to help improve your bowling game. Robert, what are your thoughts on Norm Duke still being able to compete at such a high level out there on the PBA Tour and, and really on the PBA 50 Tour as well? I tell you what, you cannot – I mean, accuracy is an amazing thing. And, you know, with Norm, his accuracy is so spot on, not just directional, but, you know, how it comes off his hand, his tilt, his rev rate, it, the, the touch that he offers and the repeatability of it. I mean, it's just amazing, and you know, and he he's good enough to where he can figure out how to get the ball to enter the pins the right way. Maybe a little softer, maybe a little more flush. And he's just he's one of the smartest bowlers I've ever had the privilege of bowling against. Absolutely, just smart. Knew what he was doing, knew what he was trying to do, and you know, and again, he's so accurate. I mean, you know, he he's going to be around a while still. Yeah, he definitely has that finesse and touch. And, uh, you know, somebody uh, real close to you, um, good friend of mine, too, um, is going into the Hall of Fame uh, very shortly here, Tim Mack. And, uh, I mean, he brought the power game uh, to a new level just like you did as well. And you guys were really close, uh, did a lot of traveling throughout Asia and really kind of broke ground uh, there that I think that really kind of laid the foundation for a lot of the uh, American bowlers who now go and compete in Europe uh, they're getting ready to go compete in uh, in Munich for Ballmaster tournament, and there's lots of great tournaments in Asia that keep happening year round. What do you uh, What did you think about the first time when you heard that Tim Max going in the Hall of Fame? Oh, I couldn't have been happier for Tim. I mean, you know, me and Timmy have been bowling together since probably '94. Um, I had gotten the privilege through Team USA when me and you uh, were both on the team. You know, got I got to go to Kuala Lumpur with you and you know, sit there and trying to, you know, learn, you know, the people, the culture. And then we find out there's these tournaments you can bowl in. And it was like, well, you know what? I, I go travel to go bowl tournaments anyways. What's the difference going here? And I get to see something new. I went one time to Singapore, absolutely had a blast. I couldn't believe I averaged 193 for 60 games and finished fourth. Um, yeah, the Santa Claus Open, if you remember that one out in Singapore. That's right. Um, yeah, that that was some dirty stuff at Victor Super Bowl. Um, but uh, brought Tim out the following year with me, and I said, Tim, come on, let's go do this. And, you know, next thing you know, me and him are traveling the world for three and a half, four years and just bowling well, a lot of wins and top threes and, and, and having fun while we were at it, too. I mean, which is really, I think, the big key. I mean, I don't think we would have enjoyed it quite so much if we just – you know, outside of the bowling, we were having a blast getting to see things that we never got to see before. 
Robert, let's expand a little bit more on your travels overseas with Tim Mack. How were you guys treated over there? Were you guys treated like rock stars or were you guys treated as the outsiders? And what was that experience like for kind of paving the way for the first folks to head overseas and bowl and bowl competitively? Oh, well, <laughs> Timmy will tell you, too. First couple, first probably three or four tournaments we went bowling over there, we'd be practicing, get, you know, just getting the jet lag out of us or whatever, and we could hear the people in the back laughing or gasping or making comments at every shot that me and Tim threw because nobody threw it like me and Timmy. And we could, I mean, we could hear them laughing at us, giggling, thinking we were just the, the silliest looking things in the world going out there and bowling like this. And then we go out there and I mean, and we competed and, you know, and this is an era where we didn't even have lane maintenance and bowling against a lot of spinners and bad conditions. And, you know, we kind of showed that there's a different way to play the game besides just being classical or a spinner. Now, now you mentioned spinner, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a different way to bowl that a lot of people, maybe they've, they've seen it now because there's, you know, there's video on YouTube and stuff like that you can go see. But at that time, we, we definitely hadn't seen that before. Um, but speaking of styles, Robert, I, I've been dying to ask you this here because you've also kind of lit up the internet a little bit here recently with this uh, with this two-handed technique. Is this the real? Are you converting to two hands, or what's going on? Oh gosh, yeah. <laughs> you would have thought I just set the whole bowling world on fire, and the whole I mean, you know, things are just going to go wrong with this. I I was surprised. I I just I, I decided to do two-handed because one I. I, Steve, you know me, I throw it 100 miles an hour, and even at 44 years old, I can't keep the ball under 19 miles an hour for some reason. And I just wanted to figure out if I could throw it slower. And I'm like, well, let me throw it two-handed. I'm bored. I'm not bowling much. I'm just bowling. You know, I bowl a couple nights a league a week, and, you know, I bowl a few tournaments here and there, but not much anymore. So I was like, well, you know, what the heck? You know, so I went out and tried it, and, the first day, it was the funniest thing in the world. I'm thumping over fingers, missing fingers, gutter right, three count left, couple doubles, gutter. I mean, I'm all over the map. I'm thinking this is the hardest thing I've ever done. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's so different. I mean, you, you know how to bowl, and then you got this whole new approach, how to get from start to the release point, and it's different, and you got to figure it out. And I've had fun with this, and, um, you know, Today I did it again. I probably put in another eight games of two-handed in, and I'm just trying to figure it out and learn it. I mean, is it going to be a game? I, I who knows? I don't know what I'm getting into. I was just doing it because basically I was bored and I thought it was a challenge, you know. But um, yeah, it, it's it's different, and I think with the way the game is played now, especially with your Kyle Troops and all those kids, you know, they've got something that the 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 older generation we just never thought of cared to think of or thought was just not a viable way to play but it's here and you know might as well learn it it's no point just sitting there and going i don't like it you know so you know why not i'm a power player they're power players you know maybe i can figure this out and it might be an easier way to go about things i really don't know i really don't know (laughs) so yeah so would you say that in, in doing both, would you say that you maybe are you exhibiting the, probably the same amount of effort or more effort or is it easier on your body or do you know you have any of that physical stuff that you notice in your game or since you've been doing this and, you know, working on that? 
Yeah, I mean, I've noticed quite a few things. Um, one, my legs don't feel as heavy or tired after I'm done going two-handed versus one. Um, my rev rate is slower, which I think it's just a timing issue than my one-handed, which I know probably some people are going to go, wait a minute, how's it slower? But it is. Um, but um, the left side seems to be used more. I noticed my left arm has got the muscles are sore around the, uh, the quad area. On the back, or not on the quad, the uh, tricep, yep. tricep yep. area on the back side of the arm, Triceps. and mm-hmm. um, yeah, <laughs> and um, I just noticed that the left arm's got a little bit more movement going on. It's a lot more involving. It's not just hanging out in front of you for balance like a one-hander. Um, I have to get a lot more forward in my stature on my approach because I have to get lower because the arm swing's not as long. I can't use my shoulder really you know, to dip down low enough to get into the shot. So I have to physically be lower. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's different from a one-handed to a two-handed. A lot of stuff differently. But I would say on the whole, physical-wise, outside of just my back being mad because I'm actually using more muscles, it's almost easier. Almost. Well, definitely best of luck with that. I mean, as far as converting, if you do end up converting, or maybe you go certain, you know, one time, certain tournaments, you bowl two-handed, other times in conditions, you know, Brian Alpert, Real good friend of mine uh, from California as well, and uh, one of the few people who has uh, honor scores, you know, 300s and 800s, both left-hand and right-handed. So who knows? Maybe you're going to do the same and come out and win some titles bowling two-handed just like you did one-handed. Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking it just might be an arsenal, you know, uh, maybe one-handed for spares, uh, one-handed if I'm playing up the lane or on a cheetah pattern where I need more speed than a hook, mm-hmm. uh, maybe two-handed for the longer patterns where you got to give the ball a little more time to finish, which usually ends up being my problem with those longer patterns because I throw it so hard it doesn't have any time to finish. So, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it could, I mean, I don't know. I, like I said, I've only done this for four days, so I don't know what I'm getting into yet, Steve. Don't know what I'm getting into. Before we go, I also do want to bring up High Five Gear. They're a great sponsor here of Above180.com's podcast, so check them out, high5gear.com. You can also, if you use high5gear.com, looking for that jersey, maybe you're heading out to state, heading to city, heading to the Open Championships, put in the code ABOVE180, the promo code ABOVE180, you will get $20 off your order. So that's very easy to do, high5gear.com, put in that promo code ABOVE180. Now these guys, they design great bowling shirts, dye supplemented shirts, these are designed by bowlers, for bowlers, so they fit well, they're made to be comfortable while you're bowling and out there on the lanes and also obviously look good. These shirts also help you show your individuality, like you want to be like a Kyle Troop, you can do that, or you want to have just more of a traditional type shirt, that's cool as well. Again, check them out, high5gear.com, high5gear.com, make sure you enter the promo code above 180 for $20 off your order. Again, high5gear.com. So, Robert, we're just finishing up. The pros kind of have their, their final week as we tape this here. They're in the middle of their final, you know, final live tournament, you could say, of, of basically a month of bowling in the month of February here. But talk about that and, and what your thought and what your perspective is, because it seems to be it's a little bit it's different than when you were out on tour where you, you know, if you had a, a bad month or a bad couple of weeks, you could make it up, so to speak, where now it seems like with so much emphasis put on almost a, a month time window between this and the World Series, it's a lot more challenging to try to do something when, when maybe you're not f- feeling quite as well or there's a little bit of a, a hiccup in your game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the worst thing you can do is go into a tournament throwing it bad and then, if, you know, if you go into a house and say, 
you know, for example, for me, Woodland Bowl always drove me nuts. I never bowl good in Woodland. Well, if I'm one of my three tournaments is here at this place, I'm not going to be feeling too well about this swing going in. You know, so, yeah, a lot of them have to be on top of their game and going. And, um, you know, but the amazing thing is, is the same guys always seem to be up on the top on this leaderboard during the swing. So uh, the guys that are on top, they're, they're there. They're sharp. They're always sharp. So if you're not ready to play, these guys will beat you up. And, um, yeah, I think it's been, uh, I think it's been fun to watch. I mean, the shows have been really good these uh, first two uh, tournaments. So I'm curious to see how the, uh, the next two here in Columbus go. Hey, final question I have for you, Robert. Tell us uh, just a little bit now about what you're doing since your tour days. And uh, as far as your uh, business, I think you've got your own, uh, got your own bowling store there. Yeah, uh, Robert Smith Bowling Services over here at uh, Buena Lanes in Ventura, California. Um, been here four years now. Um, yeah, since I came back from Hong Kong about six years ago, got into the pro shop out here. So that's been doing pretty well. And uh, see, I got married in June, so uh, that's been great to my wife Sherry. Congratulations! And uh, well, thank you, thank you. And then, uh, you know, otherwise, just enjoying the fact that I live at the beach again. Rob, my final question: What advice do you have for that younger bowler listening? Maybe they're in high school. Maybe they're they're thinking of a college or trying to pick a college. Um, kind of circling back around to that. And then, what what advice would you have for them? You know, for me, when I when I chose San Diego State, was, you know, that's where my buddies were. And, uh, I think, you know, there's, I think there's something to maybe going to a college or a place that, you know, you're, you're going to get along with the other players, have fun, you know, you know, enjoy your stay there. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a four year crack out there and, you know, you got to make sure you're enjoying it. Um, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it at San Diego state because of the guys I bowled with. I mean, the bowling was fun, but it was the people I was with. So you know, for the kids that are looking for colleges and stuff, you know, make sure that you know what you're getting into and make sure you're going to enjoy where you're going to be because uh, if you can enjoy it, it'll be fun. Awesome, Robert. Well, great stuff, and thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us and uh, kind of going back through some of the awesome early uh, Team USA and collegiate bowling uh, memories that we had. It's been a pleasure knowing you and being a friend for so long. Dave, always a pleasure, and definitely uh, glad to have had you part of this roller coaster that I that I've been on. So, but uh, thank you again very much. Good to hear from you, and Tim, thank you again also. Awesome, thank you, Robert. We will uh, catch up with you down the road.